standing by to join me is author Dev Ajla. Good morning, Dev. Good morning. I'm really intrigued by your book, 50 Ways to Get a Job, An Unconventional Guide to Finding Work on Your Terms. Did this come about because you were unemployed or you just, you know, knew people that were having a tough time? How did this come about? <laughs> well, it actually came about because I've been doing recruiting and hiring work for the past six, seven years, and I just ended up sitting down in front of hundreds and hundreds of people as they were in that moment of transition. And, you know, when you're in that moment of transition, you're, you ask people, like, how are you doing you know, sometimes people, I just rattle off their preordained scripts, and other times, you know, people almost, like, break down. And I was like, there needs to be a better way. So I started doing the research, and we looked at every career book from the 70s forward and, you know, talked to thousands of people and from job sites to tech solutions to job search and realized that a lot of the ways that we get jobs haven't changed since 1970 and that uh, we rethought it. And we looked at all the things that people need to do today for nonlinear careers and how to get a job that so the job search actually feels like the job that you want. Well, that's an interesting statement um, because you would think, you know, I hear people like they're on LinkedIn, they're on here right. and there, everywhere, but it's sometimes, it feels like it leads to nowhere. You know, and a lot of the times it does. A lot of times you're just sending a resume out there into the black hole of the Internet hoping yeah. to get a response back. And there's no agency in that. There's no excitement. There's no directionality. You have no momentum. And within three weeks of doing that, you're pretty much at your lowest state, which is the worst place to begin searching for a job. And mm -hmm. so the 50 ways to get a job is all about the other things you can do. There's nowhere in a book that's work on your resume, follow your passion, you know, apply to job boards, everything else that you can do, you know, from really creative exercises to think differently about your life to the real tangibles, here's the email that you need to send to the employer that you want to get hired for. So let's jump into the book. Sure. Um, I love these chapters. They're short, they're great advice. Um, you know, you did a ton of interviews and background on this. Uh, how did you decide to structure the book like this? Well, you know, it's like it ended up being um, about people's emotional journey through the job search is, you know, that you would go from a place of, you know, beginning to finding your purpose and wanting to think about what life could mean to just feeling overwhelmed then to like you go into the learning and the networking and the more active stage. And then it's really common to get stuck. It's really common to go back into that place. And so we actually structured all these exercises around those feelings, you know, and mm -hmm. so that wherever you are, there's something to do. So you jump around the book, and honestly, I don't even think you need to do all the, all 50. You can probably do six, seven, eight of the chapters, and you're going to have enough that's yes. going to change the way that you think about your job. One thing I love, which is so true for me in any, any stage of life, whatever you're doing, is take care of yourself. Make sure you're sleeping and you're eating yeah. well and you're exercising because things happen when you walk away from that pursuit. Right. And it's, it's less active. You know, like if, if there's anything, I didn't want to write a book that was that rah, rah, do it, get motivated, get pumped yeah, up. Right. No, it's not. It's actually just take a breath. It's going to be okay. Right. And, you know, take a breather. Like, go sit in a room quietly for half an hour. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then go out and go on a little solo trip if, you, if that's what you want to go and do, if that's what you feel called to do. Yes. And then if you're feeling active, yeah, you can, like, go send an email to someone you don't know. And that's, right. like, the more – but you need to be in the right headspace to do that. It's not every day you, you can't do that. It's just not human. You know? Exactly. Plus, I always feel like you never know who you're going to meet. You may get on a plane in the next few days and strike up a conversation and – boom, there's a connection, right. you know, to a new opportunity or whatever. 
Yeah, and it's, that's why this book isn't magic. You know, it's not like there's just some sort of secret that all of a sudden you learn about. It actually takes a lot of work, but it's a good type of work. It's right. a real type of work that actually feels good right. and sustaining. Yes, <laughs> yes. And I know it can be disheartening. You're sending out all this stuff, and no one ever responds. It's like, oh, right. thanks for your resume. You know, you look interesting, whatever. No one, like you said, it's a black hole. Yeah. You know, you know one, one of the exercises in the book uh, is win over somebody that cast you aside. Because if you do this right, and if you start doing this work, there will be people that won't respond to your email. That's just what's going to happen. Right. But then you flip to that chapter, and there's this little one-two like, step exercise, which is the first step is make a small promise to them in an email and ask to get a coffee or meet. So you're like, hey, thanks for that book recommendation. Or while researching you, I noticed this, and I just want to say thanks for passing that on. Yes. And then the second email you send, two and a half weeks later, they still haven't responded at all. Send an email being like, hey, just want to tell you, I read that book. I did that thing I just said, and it was really great. I just want to thank you. And, like, we should get a coffee sometime. And those two, then you're approaching the person from this place of gratitude. And you've actually shown that you can make a promise and follow through on it. That is so above and beyond what anybody ever does, that you will get a response, and it can lead to a new job. I like that. Because it's not like, hey, this is what I can do, and this is my background, my experience, no. this is my education, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> exactly, which is the standard thing. You know, it's much yeah. more, and it, it, it changes per person. You know, it, you know one, of the, one of the ways I like thinking about it is do double the work that you are asking of somebody. So if you're asking for 50 minutes of time, then spend 30 minutes doing some research before. And it's not because you need that you are going to be better informed during the moment with that person. What it actually is, is during that research, you might stumble on things that are telling you about a different company you may never have known about, a different person. And you come to that meeting already feeling grateful that, hey, you know what? I haven't even met you yet. And you've already given me so much stuff. Like I've found this, I found that. And like, thank you. And that's a different approach. It's like a little quarter turn that just makes the whole process feel much better. So one of the things I want to talk about is you say write fiction about yourself. What does that mean? It sounds like, you know, you're writing this whole story that's not even true. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, So writing fiction about yourself is like the book goes between some of these more creative exercises and the real tangible write an email to the person exercises. And the writing fiction about yourself is useful because we generally have one fixed way of seeing our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to break out of that. You know, we, we live with ourselves every day. And so we only see this one way of how I need to get paid and how I spend my time and how stressed out or not stressed out I am every day. And so the act of writing fiction, it's a simple exercise. You take six milestones or aspects of your career that are real write them on a page. Then take six totally fictional things. You know, maybe you have a degree you never had, or maybe you spent five years doing something else that you never would have imagined doing, or lived in a different city, and write those on the page as well. And now you take, and now you take both of those 12 bullet points, and you write a story about someone's career. It's not you. It's someone's career that has all these different things. As you do that, what happens is there are going to be moments like, whoa, that would be an exciting thing to do. Wow, that's an exciting career. That's interesting. But there's still elements of it that are true. So then ask yourself, well, what companies could I work for that would actually get me towards that thing that was interesting? Or what, what piece of this fiction could I actually make true, and how could I do that? Yes. And it just breaks free the idea that we have of ourselves in a really interesting way. It's worth it. It takes about 15 minutes, 15, 20 minutes, and you have to do it in a time when you actually feel creative and open to it. But it's really worth it. I like that because I also feel like 
you might have this skill set, you know, let's say it's sales, mm-hmm. and, and you can apply that to another interest, industry that you find really intriguing at this point in your life. Let's say it's health and wellness. Yeah. But you might say, oh, I'm never going to get a job in that because I don't have the experience. But you have this skill set that can be applied to different industries, and I think you should just go for it. Yes, and it's like communicating that. You know, you might have the skill, but then you need to also have the mission fit. And so what are the ways you can start getting that mission fit right away? You know, what are the talks you can go to? What are the books you can read in health and wellness? What are the people you can meet? What are the questions you could ask of health and wellness people so that when you're in an interview, you're like, I have, here's three ways I have the skill. It's really clear. And here are the three ways I've done or things I've done to start getting mission fit and to know that I actually really care about health and wellness. And I've already been doing this, walking down this path, and I found you guys. Let's get together. You know, and like that actual conversation is a total difference in how most people apply. You know, most people have all the skills and no mission and count themselves out because of it. Or they have all the mission and none of the skills and count themselves out because of it. But if you change that story around, you can actually make a totally dramatic shift in your career without having all the experience you've ever had. I love that advice. You know, I wanted to share something that uh, years ago, when DreamWorks opened, I really thought I wanted to work for them. And I was uh, staying in Connecticut at the time, and I was thinking about moving out to the West Coast. And I got a call from the recruiter saying, hey, we've got this job. We're not sure it's the right fit. It might be too junior. Uh, And I said, oh, well, I'm actually going to be out there next week. Right. Total nonsense. <laughs> and and but I, I was like willing to jump and go for it to get the interview, you know, and I was like, well, you know, it probably work out because next Thursday I'm going to be in Burbank and right. I got the interview, you know, and it wasn't a good fit, but it was a great experience to interview there. Right, and it gives you that sense of directionality. You know, it's like, when do you know to take that risk and make that jump and make that choice? And you got to do that from a place of confidence. And if you just do the normal way of looking for jobs, which is getting a resume together, sending it online, trusting some algorithm to pick a job for you, it's not going to give you that confidence and it's not going to feel good in order to get the job you want. So what do you mean when you say go to a job board and then leave? Yeah, I mean, that's that's... That's what I, it, I really just mean that. I mean, if you go, are going to the job board, it is not the right place to be. There are 49 other things in the book and are on the website that are better things to be spending your time on that will give you more momentum and agency. Because if you're going to a job board, you're giving your control over to whoever else is on the other side or nobody, whoever is there, and you're just waiting. Mm-hmm. But what are the things that you can do that are actually like in your control? You know, like reaching out to a mentor from the past or sending an email to five friends or preparing your interview story or going and doing the mission alignment work, whatever those things are, they're all things that you can do and that you can get direct feedback on right away because they're in your control. And so all the steps in the book, are it's a lot of work. It's, not, it's undeniable it's a lot of work, but it's also a good type of work. You know, it's a type right. of work that feels good and that will feel like the job you eventually want to have. And one of the things that also struck me is practice different ways of introducing yourself. How did you come up with that? Well, I mean, I, I one, one of the pieces was I went and looked at all the situations that cause the most anxiety in job search. Mm-hmm. And one of those ones is, like, you're at a party, and someone says, hey, so what do you do? And you just don't know what to say. And it's just, like, yeah. exhausting and tiresome. And so I was like, what ways could you respond to that question that would just put it in your control? And so you can choose what you want to talk about. So one of the ways is, like, oh, I'm doing work at the intersection of X, Y, and Z. And those three things can be totally random. They can be totally different. They can be unrelated. 
And it just gives you enough of a hook so that the person's like, oh, tell me about whichever one they're interested in, and the conversation goes that way. Yes. Or you can say, uh, so tell me what you do. You can be like, well, I'm learning about, and say one of the things that's on your to-learn list or that you want to learn next. Right. And then the conversation's going to be all about that. You know, so it's just about taking these moments that actually are natural places to have anxiety and changing them around just a little bit so that they actually seem fun. You look forward to them and you get to decide what you want to talk about. I love that, you know, because looking for a job is a job and you have to look at it as it has its ups and downs. And just when you, it's like a movie, like you think, and now I've found that opportunity. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And you don't know, you don't know when it's going to come, you know, but there is work to do during it. So instead of sitting at home and waiting, there's actually good stuff to do. That's actually really interesting. And you're going to meet a lot of people and, you know, have some new experiences along the way. So, Deb, what are some uh, brief takeaways you'd like the listeners to know about the book? Well, I guess I'd like them to know that there is a way to find work that actually feels good. You know, like yes. it just it doesn't have to feel like you're selling yourself at every moment and that you're constantly trying to prove. Like one of my favorite questions to ask is like, are you proving or are you sharing? Because we all know that. We know right away when we meet somebody, whether they're proving or sharing, or when we see a social media post, whether it's a real prove-type moment or a share-type moment. And if you're sharing, you're listening first. You know, you're listening to what's going on around you, and then you're just sharing the right amount of information. If you're proving, you're constantly talking and trying to say everything. And if you just stick with that one question, like, are you proving or are you sharing? And then the type of work and the job search can feel that way. It can feel that good. So where can people find out more about you? Uh, well, they can go to the website, 50waystogetajob.com, and, or find a book there or at any, any bookstore or online. Fantastic. Deb, thank you so much for taking the time to call in. No problem. Thanks a lot for having Great. me. Bye-bye. That was Dev Ajla calling in to talk about his book, 50 Ways to Get a Job. This is a great read. And again, you don't have to read every, all of these things that he suggested. He can jump along, you know, different uh, chapters and it's all good. So uh, if you missed any part of this, you can visit my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kuci.org. We're going to take a quick break and then I have another guest calling in. Arnie Ben is going to talk about his book, Evolutionology, the power of knowing how people work. You are listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine.